This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. And welcome. How about a little Snoop Dogg? I'm sure our next guest has heard uh, his this guy perform in many a locker rooms. He's been a part of Prater. We're Prater in the ball game. This is Idaho Sports Talk. We're live at Expo Idaho for the Boise Golf Show. Prater in the ball game. Let's hit up our Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. Former Boise State head coach, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer NFL head coach, and our playoff correspondent can have some fun with this one. Dirk Cutter joining us. Coach, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing great, guys. How, how are we doing? And how's that golf show? Is it? Do I need to come down there and, and check it out? I need, to, I need to get that handicap down. Absolutely. This is the perfect place to do it, Coach. We're giving away, by the way, real quick, if we're giving away some Bridgestone golf balls, first person that comes in fresh from the building and, and says the word Bridgestone to us, Fred Couples, Bryson DeChambeau, Matt Kuchar, Tiger Woods, they all play Bridgestone golf balls. They're good enough for you, ball games. All right, so someone get these free golf balls. Hey, Coach Cutter, have you and Prater ever golfed together? If so, how the hell did that go? We have. We have, as a matter of fact. Huh. I think we played at uh, uh, what's now the River Club, if I'm not mistaken, now Old old plantation country club uh, about 20 some years ago is that am i right on that mike you are we did play one time i'm not sure how the hell that happened i i remember playing very well but the one thing i remember about that day and i'm surprised you're still talking to me Uh-oh. my friend I, it was a threesome and i brought a friend he showed up 10 minutes late oh. and he showed up in a hearse <laughs> remember that what's that <laughs> <laughs> he pulled in the parking lot in a hearse with one shoe on. I, I think he was on an all-night bender, and I was very embarrassed. But you were a very gracious host, Coach. Yeah, I can't, well, we're, we're going to definitely have to do it again because uh, I'm way more into golf now than I was in those days. I'm, I'm, I'm really into it, so we'll definitely have to tee it up again some, sometime soon. I like it. I love it, man. Hey, Coach, um, before we break down Super Bowls, and I think I got some pretty good questions for you today, I want to get your opinion on on Brian Harson at Auburn. You know Coach Harson really well. He played for you. You were his head football coach. Maybe part of the reason he went into coaching was playing for you. And this smear campaign, witch hunt, whatever you want to call it, going on there at Auburn. What do you think of all this stuff, Coach Cutter? Yeah, Johnny, I'm I'm really glad you asked me that question. Uh, you know, hey, I've been I've been hired and I've been fired as a coach. And, you know, my take on that is I, I think Brian Harson's a hell of a coach. And unfortunately, like this whole thing, the way I've been following it, isn't so much about his coaching, but it's about a bunch of other stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with coaching. And I also think it's very sad that when a, when a coach's family comes under attack for no reason, I mean, that, that, just makes me sick to my stomach and you know the the coaching part will work out if it i mean if if harsh doesn't do a good enough job and they don't win enough games uh you know that that part will work itself out for sure but the smear campaign part and the fact that him and his family have had to go through through this and you know let me just say this when i'm when i moved to florida when i moved to jacksonville i found out real fast that sec football I mean, those people are on a whole nother level of how serious they are about their college football than, than anybody in the Western United States. 
But, you know, it just it hurts me to see a guy get attacked via his family. And, you know, Harsh is a by-the-book guy. He He's not – there's plenty of cheating going on in the SEC, but I can promise you uh, Brian Harson isn't one of the guys doing it. Coach Cutter, I, I, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see the statement that he put out today. I use the words defiant, um, you know, very defensive, very determined statement. Does something like that, when he comes back fighting in public, is is that going to serve him well, or could that come back and bite him a little bit? Yeah, again, I, I just think that these people are uh, these pe- these these people are football crazy down there, and yeah. uh, you, you know, I mean. <laughs> Harsh, those guys, they had Alabama beat. If the guy just stays in bounds, I mean, I'm sure they've coached him to stay in bounds. Stay in bounds. Yeah. Game's over. Uh, I can just tell you, Harsh is a yeah. good football coach. He's got a plan. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a disciplinarian. But, you know what, that's that's usually what those teams need. And, you know, you ask where those comments come back to bite him. If they, if they lose, if they're losing games, yeah, it'll come back to bite him. If they're winning games – People will rally behind it. And uh, Harsh has a good plan for how he wants to do things. And they just need to, to let him let him do his thing. And uh, yep. Auburn's a different place for sure. And, and once again, my main point is just keep, keep the man's family out of it. That's, that's just not fair to them. I love it. Thanks for those for those words, Dirk Cutter, with us. Uh, let's move into Super Bowl Fifty Six, and you know, a big thing I'm going to pay attention to, Coach, is just how they're going to be able to protect Joe Burrow. They've struggled at it all season long. They're still in the Super Bowl. I get that, but make me smarter here. You know, you you've game planned. You're an offensive mind. When you have a quarterback and maybe you have protection issues and you're prepping for a team that has, say, an Aaron Donald playing, what what are some of the things that you do to help protect a quarterback? Obviously, the Bengals got to do that on Sunday, Coach. Yeah, so one of the things you do is, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in protection, basically against a four-man a four defensive line, your center is going to turn one way and your running back's going to go the other way. Well, when you're playing against a good interior guy like Aaron Donald, one of the tricks of the trade is you always turn your center towards the guard that's tar- towards the offensive guard that's covered by Aaron Donald, and you put the running back away. Now, the problem with that is the, the Rams the Rams have two really good edge rushers as well. So uh, I think that's one of the big keys. I think the two keys to the game can Cincinnati protect Joe Burrow, and then on the other side, because uh, Cincinnati's given up the most sacks of any team in the league, and then on the other side of the ball, can Matthew Stafford not turn the ball over because he's thrown 17 interceptions on the year. So that's one, basically one per game. So the, yep. the Bengals sacks versus the, the Rams turnovers, I think that's one of the biggest keys in the game. Talking to Dirk Cutter, former Boise State head coach, former NFL coach, talking X's and O's for Super Bowl Sunday, Rams and Bengals. You can hear it right here on KTIK 95.3 FM. Joe Burrow. Coaching him up for the big game, getting into his head. If you're his coach, what is Monday through Friday like for you and Joe Burrow getting ready for the Super Bowl? Well, I'm sure, I think we talked about this last week, I'm sure they put the majority of their game plan in last week and so that this week with all the distractions, he could just be polishing up on the game plan. Uh, 
I don't, you know, I don't I haven't been around Joe Burrow, but you know, he definitely comes across like Joe Cool. So I'd just say making sure that he's prepared for all the situations, and uh, you know, going over all the all the what ifs, and you know, where's my checkdowns at? If I am getting pressure, where's my where's my dump offs? Where can I get the ball out of my hands quick? I think one of the big keys in this game is Jalen Ramsey. Like, there's two schools of thought. Do they do they put Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase straight up, or one thing that's kind of popular is teams will double team Jamar Chase with their second best corner and put a safety over the top, and then have Ramsey go over there and and play T Higgins one on one. That'll be an interesting thing to to follow and. You know, based on how the Rams do that, that'll that'll determine somewhat where Joe Burrow is going to go with the football. I'm very curious as to how you feel about this coaching matchup. Uh, a lot of similarities between McVay and Taylor. One's been there, one hasn't. How do you see it? Who's got the strengths? Who's got the weaknesses? Who's got the coaching advantage in this game? I, I think I think the Rams do because Sean McVay has been to the Super Bowl, and by his own admission. He, he feels like he got outcoached in that game. He, his offense was on fire, and uh, he's the one that came out and said that he, he got outcoached in that last Super Bowl. I'm going to bet that Sean McVay has learned a lot about himself and about his offense and about what he needs to do in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to be much better this time. Uh, on the other side, you know, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there saying, hey, the Rams have the pressure because they were supposed to get here. They're all in. They traded all their draft picks, and Cincinnati's got nothing to lose. I still think once that national anthem is sung and once that flyover goes over that mesh roof that they have there and all the people paying $200,000 a seat to sit in SoFi (laughs) Stadium, uh, I think those nerves are going to be huge. The Rams have been a, a, a decent starting team, and Cincinnati's been a slow starting team. So I, I'm going to say coaching advantage goes to the Rams. Dirk Cutter with us right now. Dirk, you know, you had Mike Evans there in Tampa, and he had a, a 96-catch season back in 2016. He was a pro bowler then. And obviously, you know, every single week defensive coordinators are saying, okay, well, we got to take we got to take away Mike Evans. You know, we can we can bracket him. We can put our best corner on him. Mike Evans, we got to take him away. But on your side, you're saying, well, you know, we're not going to let you take Mike Evans away. Cooper Cup, let me just use him as an example, the season he had. Obviously, the Bengals are going to try to take Cooper Cup away. The whole league has been able to or hasn't been able to. How do you, like what you did with Mike Evans back in the day, when you know they're trying to take him away and you're saying, nope, not going to happen, how do you maneuver a receiver there that you know is going to get double coverage but you still know you got to get him the ball? Yeah, that's a great question. And that that's where, like, Cooper Cup makes his living in the slot. And so it's a lot harder to double a guy in the slot. And I think that's to the Rams' advantage. Uh, Mike Evans... Uh, for for us in Tampa, Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, they pre- those are guys. Uh, they're primarily what we call an X receiver, meaning they're usually the single receiver into the boundary, and that that single receiver that that plays into the boundary. Uh, I, I, what a lot of these teams in the NFL do is they'll take that corner and they'll press him on the inside half to take away like quick slants and stuff like that, and then they'll play a safety over the top of him. Uh, to take away the, the fade ball and the deep corner routes and the deep in cuts. Well, that's a lot harder to do with uh, Cooper Cup in the slot. And then usually teams 
slot corner or their nickelback, usually that's their third best corner. So instead of Cooper Cup going up against their best DB, a lot of times he's going going up against their, their third DB. And speaking of Cooper Cup, that was so cool last night on NFL Honors to see him get the Offensive Player of the Year and, you know, his family and everything. And uh, speaking of Mike Evans, you bring up Mike Evans. Mike Evans was on the stage last night at NFL yep. Honors for uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And Mike Evans is such a good human being and gives so much back to the community. Like, uh, two great guys, man. They, they really represented the NFL well last night. What he's went through, too, Mike Evans with his uncle and his father, well documented. I saw that, and uh, holy smokes. Yeah, Mike Evans is one of those guys, I'm sure, Coach. You remember coaching those guys, so I'm glad you brought him up there. Yeah, no, they're great guys. I mean, one of the Boise State games this year, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were FaceTiming me right during the game. They saw they saw Davis get a catch on TV, and they were they were FaceTiming me during the game, and they were loving it. Awesome. That, that's name dropping. That's a buck in the in the fine jar, Coach. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well, next time we play golf together, we'll we'll start off with me owing you a buck. Yeah, I love it, <laughs> Coach. I know this is a dumb question, but you're used to me asking dumb questions, so I'll just fire it off anyway. You know, the, the Rams don't really rely on running the football. The Bengals have Mixon, but I'm afraid that they're going to have to use him an awful lot in terms of protection for Burrow. Is it possible to win a Super Bowl without running the football? Yeah, I was on a, I was on a conference call on Wednesday with a bunch of NFL guys that are supposed to know what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, a lot, of people, a lot of people are saying that if Cincinnati can run the ball and not fall behind early, that that'll help them. But from just my naked eye, teams have not been running the ball very very well on the Rams. So I I think the Rams have a chance to run the ball more than Cincinnati does. That's that's just my opinion. Uh, you know I know I know Joe Mixon's been playing well, but you know Joe Mixon, in my opinion, he's been getting more of his yards like on checkdowns and in the screen game than he has in the run game. But I, I think Cincinnati will definitely help their O-line out a lot if they can run the ball successfully. Dirk Cutter, former NFL coach, former Boise State head coach with us. Um, I mean, uh, pros get nervous too, right? Coaches get nervous. I mean, Coach, were you ever nervous before a big game or something and maybe you didn't do the best you could because whatever, you had butterflies? I mean, is that a thing at the professional level in your opinion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, although what I would say about that, and I can speak mainly from my own experience, is the the most nervous I ever was is that 30 or 40 minutes leading up to the game when, you know, you've done all the work, you've done all the preparation, and you're, you know, you're you're excited, you're in the stadium, you're hearing that national anthem, uh, you're, you're nervous as heck. But once the game starts and you kick off, and a lot of players say once they get that first hit, then they're just playing football. So, yeah, there's there's no there's no question that those guys will be nervous before the game, uh-huh. uh, maybe maybe a little bit into the first series. But I I don't think after that I think I think they've played enough ball and they've played enough playoff games at this point that they're uh, I think after the first series or so it'll be it'll be uh, as good a football as we could expect. How does Dirk Cutter, Mister Retirement Guy, take in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah, you know, you might find this hard to believe, but I hate watching games with other people. I want to. I like to watch the game. I mean, I'm going to have my wife Kim's going to be there, and uh, my son Davis, his girlfriend, they're going to come up and join us. But 
I don't like I don't like people talking. I like to listen. I like to listen to the commentators and then tell them how full of crap they are. And then uh, <laughs> I, I like to yell at the TV. Uh, I got about twenty prop bets, so I'm going to be trying to keep track of all my prop bets and oh, you know hoping for a first half rushing touchdown. I've never done that before. I got I've been so into these prop bets right now. It's so crazy how many of them there are. So uh JP just JP just gave me a great tip. I need to be betting the over on the national anthem. So I'm going to go home and get right into that. <laughs> Coach, well, you know, welcome to our world there and it's a dark mysterious place. I'll tell you, coach, my number one prop bet, okay? Joe Burrow 11 and a half rushing yards. I like the over. First off, he does have a lot more mobility than people give him credit for. Secondly, I like that Rams pass rush. I think a lane is going to pop. Joe Burrow can rush for 12 yards in this game, right, Coach? It's my number one I, bet I like this that week. One. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good call. I like that one. He, Joe Burrow, man, he did. He made a couple really nice runs for first downs in that, in that last game. So, yep. uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's a good one. I love it. Coach, we've appreciated having you on throughout – the entire NFL playoffs. This has been my favorite segment of the week. Fridays at five o'clock with, you know, great coach Dirk Cutter and uh, sad it comes to an end. But uh, I know we'll be reaching out at some point to get you back on. We, we've loved having you on the team here at Idaho Sports Talk. Thanks a lot for doing this, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I've, I've enjoyed it too, and uh, let's let's all just enjoy this great Super Bowl and uh, see see how it goes and. Uh, I got to I got to admit I got money on the Rams but uh shoot who knows I've been on a I've been on a I've been on a losing streak so who knows no, I love it and uh, coach no matter how much you lose the correspondent check from KTIK and JP's in the mail so yes. make sure you let make sure you let us know when you get it Oh I'm going to I'm going to bet big then if that correspondent check can cover I'm going to I'm going to go double all my bet I love it thanks Dirk appreciate <laughs> right, you pal have a great one that's great stuff, man. Joe Burrow, 11 and a half rushing yards. Prater. I like it. I told you I wasn't going to bet. I might have to put, well, no. Dirk, Don't talk me into dude, it. Dirk Cutter is gambling on football. Like, that, that, made, that is pumpage, man. I, I, I could have done a whole segment with follow-up questions on that. That is pumpage, man. <laughs> Dirk Cutter's got his he's, he's, he's got, he's got at least 21 bets. At least 21 bets on this game. Dirk Cutter, that is killer, man. I love it. And, and great stuff he had on Brian Harson there, right? Yeah. You could tell. I'll just say it. Dirk Cutter was really pissed off at the way his good buddy and former player Brian Harson was treated by those folks at Auburn. I, I will 100% agree with Brian Harson, or I mean Dirk Cutter in terms of the coach. I think Brian Harson is a hell of a football coach. I know there's a lot of people in this town that don't like him. Anybody that doesn't like Brian Harson, who did have a tendency to lose a couple of games where he shouldn't have lost, and I understand the angst about that. Most coaches do. Most coaches do. But if you have a beef with Brian Harson, it's personal, and it's not about football. Yeah, well said, Mike Prater. We're Prater in the ballgame. This is Idaho Sports Talk. Quick reminder, everybody, the 2022 Garden Seeds and Seed Starting Supplies, they're now in at all 13 Zamzos locations throughout the Treasure Valley. Nobody knows like Zamzos. Prater, open phone Friday, Super Bowl 56 edition. Here's what we want. I want people to call in, predict the score, and if they hit it, 
I don't know what we're going to give him, but it'll be something stinking awesome. Let's make the next 10 minutes the worst 10 minutes of JP's life. Yes. Let's cram the yes. phones so deep <laughs> with 50 phone calls in the next 10 minutes that JP actually starts sweating while sitting down. Yes, so call and give us a Super Bowl prediction. Who's going to win and what the score is going to be. We're going to write it all down, and if you hit it, yeah, we will absolutely hook it up. That I can promise. So call 208 208- 424-9300, open phone Friday. Get that prediction in. Prater in the ballgame, Idaho Sports Talk, KTIK, the ticket.